Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ben Stevens. It is Monday, August 10th, and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, one time for the jingle to start off your week. All the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto, rockauto.com. Shout out to today's episode sponsor. And on today's episode, oh boy, what a weekend it was for college football. On Saturday morning, we all awoke to the news that the MAC Mid-American Conference had canceled their fall sports season, including college football. That was followed by a flurry of reports that the Big Ten presidents were meeting to discuss the future of fall football for our league, the conference that we love, the Big Ten Conference. There was no vote. They did not decide on anything in terms of the football future. They did make an acclimatization period. I don't know if I said that right. It's like acclimate, but acclimatization period that they would not be allowed. Schools would not be allowed to practice in pads as of yet. That had been delayed. And then when it had seemed that we had dodged a bullet at least for a couple days and maybe we'd get to the later part of the week before these discussions came up again, Sunday, an ESPN report came out that Power 5 commissioners across all Power 5 leagues and schools were meeting to discuss the potential of canceling the fall football season. With a lot of the reports stating that the Big Ten was leading the charge to cancel, they wanted to hear from the other Power 5 schools to join them so they weren't out on their own in this vast college football landscape. Then, Nicole Auerbach from The Athletic reported that the Big Ten presidents were again meeting for an emergency meeting to discuss the future of college football with a vote likely. However, Nicole Auerbach has just come on as I sit here at 10.14 p.m. Eastern and said that no vote as of today, but the path moving forward does not look good. So it almost seems that we have reached that inevitable point, a point that I have been dreading for a very long time now, pretty much for the last two months, that I will wake up or I will be scrolling my Twitter feed and all of a sudden we will be met with an onslaught of news that makes the college football season and the prospect of playing seem pretty dim. And there's a lot of finger pointing going around right now. You're seeing players start to use their voice to vocalize that they want to play. You see Trevor Lawrence from Clemson really being the advocate of that, and he would seem to be the one that would have the most to lose if he decided to play in these uncertain times, as he is the presumptive number one pick in next year's upcoming NFL draft. But here's the thing that I will say about the players making their voices heard and a lot of the finger pointing going around right now. The position that the power makers in college football are in is not one that I envy. It has never been because they are dealing with systems in place that have come from a national government and state government perspective, having to deal with a global unprecedented pandemic. And now the power brokers, the commissioners of the Big Ten Conference, of the other Power Five leagues, the athletic directors of schools are having to make choices and decisions that they never expected to have to make. They did not expect that we would be where we currently are battling a global pandemic as we sit here in the early parts of August. And as the players are using their voices to say that they want to play, and as you have players like the Pac-12, we are united, like the hashtag Big Ten United, and you have Ohio State saying they don't feel the same way, you have all of these different voices wrapped up into the grand scheme of all that is college football on a national landscape. It's important to remember this. Not everybody speaks for the whole. There will be dissenting opinions within a specific program, let alone a conference, let alone the entire national landscape of college football. So when players like Trevor Lawrence are saying we want to play, there are other players that have expressed concern about playing in this season. 
What I will say to the players, though, and I give them kudos for this, is that the entire discussion about whether to play or not and how to go about best doing that in a safe manner, the players in collegiate football do not have a player's representation. They do not have a player's union to advocate on their behalf. So this decision directly affects the players, the student athletes. They should have their voices heard, all of their voices. If some are advocating for play, if some are a little bit more hesitant, they need to have their voices and they need to have their seat at the table when this decision is made. That goes in conjunction with the commissioners and the athletic directors. Everybody needs to be in the tapestry of this discussion. So frankly, I don't really know. I'm sad. I'm curious. I'm always on the edge of my seat. I'm hesitant. I'm nervous to see what's happening. I don't really know what the outcome will be. I don't really know when it will happen. Whatever the decision that was made, we will react to it then. But as we are talking about the conference-only schedule and that season opener in the Big Ten Conference between Illinois and Ohio State, the original premise of today's show was going to be a discussion with Dan Hope, the senior reporter for 11warriors.com that covers Ohio State football pretty much better than anybody else on the internet in a breakdown of the conference-only schedule for the Ohio State Buckeyes. If you guys remember, starting at the end of April, we went around the entire conference, all 14 schools, and broke down their original regular season schedules. That quickly became a thing of the past, but now that we have a conference-only schedule for this moment, Let's focus on the conference-only schedule and get to the schedule breakdown for the Ohio State Buckeyes as we are starting at the top of the Big Ten East. We will make our way through the Big Ten East and then move over to the Big Ten West and make our way through those seven college programs. So for the moment, we focus on the conference-only schedule breakdown for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And it is my pleasure right now to welcome on for his first appearance on the Locked On Big Ten show to kick off our resurgence of the schedule breakdowns. It is Dan Hope. He is a senior reporter for 11warriors.com. In one man's opinion, just my humble opinion, the mega source of everything you need to know about Ohio State Athletics on Twitter, on social media, on their website. So make sure to check out 11warriors. But Dan, thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. So before we get to our schedule breakdowns, Dan, I think a lot of people are tired of using Zoom. And we are recording this interview over Zoom. But speaking of teleconferences and maybe some drama brewing in the early parts of August, let's touch on first the drama that was spewed apparently from the Big Ten coaches conference they had over whatever telesystem they're using and Ryan Day and Jim Harbaugh maybe getting at each other's throats a little bit here in the early part of August. What did you make of that whole situation? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's for rivalry, you know. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, there's obviously different sources saying different things about exactly what happened. So I try to take it all with a grain of salt, but you know, certainly, uh, you know, I, I think it just speaks to, you know, these two teams, they think about each other 365 days a year and they hate each other. I mean, it, it is it is truly a hated rivalry. And, you know, I think any little thing like that, it, it can just add that extra bit of fuel. And you could hear it, you know, you could hear it talking to Justin Fields and Wyatt Davis earlier this week. And they said they want to, quote, beat the brakes off Michigan. Uh, you know, it, you give them any little bit of fuel and they will use it and they will think about it every single day until they play that game. Listen, I'm a Big Ten observer. You know, I don't pick a side, but it did warm my heart at the very least to have some rivalry talk in August. It made things seem very normal. 
And if Ohio State does hang a hundo spot on Michigan on October 24th, we'll look back to that teleconference as the reason why. So, Dan, let's get into the schedule breakdown. Before we get to the four categories, which I'll list off here in just a moment, just want to quickly read through all of Ohio State's conference-only schedule. It starts Thursday, September 3rd, the first game for all the Big Ten, possibly college football, but that will be one that we all have circled. Thursday, September 3rd, on the road at Illinois, followed up the next week, Saturday, September 12th, hosting Rutgers. The following week after that, Saturday, September 19th, at Purdue. Saturday, September 26th, hosting Indiana, a bye week. And then Saturday, October 10th versus Nebraska. Saturday, October 17th at Michigan State. The game, Saturday, October 24th, the Buckeyes hosting Michigan. And then Saturday, October 31st on Halloween at Maryland. Saturday, November 7th on the road at Penn State. Their final open bye week. And then the final regular season finale, Saturday, November 21st versus Iowa. Dan, overall, your thoughts of the Buckeyes conference-only schedule as they get ready for 2020. Well, it's just weird looking at that schedule right now and seeing Michigan in the middle of it instead of yeah. at the end because it's just – you get so conditioned to seeing Michigan right at the bottom of that schedule, that last game of a regular season. So I think that's certainly the headline of it all. If, you know, if this schedule stays intact the way it is, this idea of playing Michigan in, in October instead of November, uh, that's certainly going to give the season a different feel. But, you know, I think overall – I think this schedule, if it plays out the way it is, sets up really well for Ohio State. You know, I mean, I think Ohio State, you know, is clearly the most talented team in the Big Ten. And, you know, I, I think the way it's designed, you know, I think you start out with maybe your two easiest games of a season against Illinois and Rutgers. So that's kind of a nice warm up. Mm -hmm. uh, really no major tests in September. And then, you know, I think that October, November stretch is probably going to be your defining stretch of a season where you've got Michigan, you've got Penn State, you know, Nebraska, Michigan State you know, usually quality teams as well. And then, you know, it, the thing that's also kind of striking is that, you know, after that Penn State game, you know, they, it, they could potentially only play, you know, one game for basically a month because yeah. you have an off week, you know, then you'd have Iowa, then you'd have another off week. And then if you qualify for the Big Ten championship game, you'd play in that. So uh, my guess is things are probably going to move around at some point anyway. So some of this is going to be irrelevant, but that would be very weird if you had, you know, only one game in a three-week span in November. So college football right now certainly doesn't seem like a sure thing. But if you want a sure thing, there's only one place to go on the internet for convenient self-service when you're looking for the best parts and the best quality for your automobile or truck. And that is, of course, rockauto.com. It's a family-run business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They've got the history. They've also got the now. They've got the present and probably the future. That's how good rockauto.com is. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low in the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? There's a lot of tough questions facing college football right now. A lot of them. One very easy question that I just read off that's an absolute no-brainer. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You never should and you never will have to at rockauto.com. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you here from the Locked On Podcast Network. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. It's one of the few things in life that brings me any bit of joy anymore. So the jingle one more time, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto, rockauto.com. 
March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, regardless of what season it is, regardless of what the schedule looks like, Ohio State is the cream of the crop, and that's no surprise to anyone in the Big Ten. So I would say a lot of their schedules set up favorably for the Buckeyes to be successful in whatever calendar year they're playing football. And just to touch on the game, obviously Michigan, Ohio State moving up to the end of October, Saturday, October 24th. I do give kudos to the Big Ten and their scheduling team, though. Kerry Kenny, the assistant commissioner, saying the reason we wanted to move that up is because we know the history and the rich tradition of these games. If we were to have it at the end of the season like we normally do, God forbid something happened and they have to move that game around, it doesn't really give them the flexibility. So if they move it earlier in the schedule, it gives them some of that fluidity that they're preaching that they can possibly move it around and still play that game. Yeah, absolutely. I think moving it up in the year was smart. I, I actually thought they might move it up even a little bit earlier because I thought you'd get even more flexibility if you played it in late September, early October, something like that. But absolutely, I mean, I think that's the game of all games. That's the one you've got to preserve. So if you ultimately get to a point in the season where you have to cut the schedule down to eight games or whatever, that's the one game that's going to be right at the top of your list. I mean, not just for Ohio State and Michigan, but the entire Big Ten. If there's any one game that you want to be played this year, right. it's that one. So you definitely want to have some built-in flexibility there that improves the odds of that game actually happening. Right. I mean, it's called the game for a reason. No other rivalry across college football really in the entire history of sports is called the game except for Ohio State and Michigan. So we're very much hoping that game is played in 2020. So, Dan, let's get to our four schedule breakdown categories. As I mentioned to you, I did schedule breakdowns for all 14 Big Ten teams starting back in the late part of April that took us really through the middle part of June. And then a few days ago, it hit me. And I was like, oh, well, those meant absolutely nothing. The games that we (laughs) talked about meant absolutely nothing. The order of how they all played out, kaput. Goodbye. So when they finally released the Big Ten Conference-only schedule, I was like, you know what, let's run it back one more time because what's the harm of talking about games that may or may not happen in August anyway? If we wasted a few days, so be it. But let's have some fun with it. So the four schedule categories are as so. They're a little different from last time. I wanted to be a little creative if I could to change things up. But the first category is bet your last roll of toilet paper. Very COVID-19 quarantine-esque theme there. That's the game you are 100% confident the Ohio State Buckeyes will win. Then we go down to the game that we wish we had fans, a game that would have been filled with primetime excitement. The game day atmosphere would have been insane. Then our third category is the must-win category, a game Ohio State needs to win to get to where they want to be at the end of the season. Who knows exactly what that will be in the postseason, how it looks at the end of it all but a game the Buckeyes need to win. And then the can't lose game, I kept it the same as last time. It's just a trap game. That's really all it is. So, Dan, let's get it rolling with your bet your last roll of toilet paper game for the Ohio State in 2020. Who's the Buckeyes lining up against? Uh, I'm going to go for Rutgers because we, we've seen it ever since Rutgers has joined the Big Ten. Uh, they haven't even come close to beating Ohio State. I mean, every game has been lopsided. I don't see that changing this year. You know, I think Greg Schiano is going to bring some life back into this program, but a first-year head coach, with an incomplete offseason, we know they're having issues right now yeah. uh, with COVID-19, having a quarantine. So playing Rutgers in the second game of the year of September, I'd be shocked if anything other than an Ohio State blowout win. 
Yeah, I mean, that's going to be a blowout when they play. The reason I didn't have that as my bet your last roll of TP game is because the second week of the season for Rutgers right now, not looking too promising. So I'm going to go Halloween weekend on the road at Maryland. We just learned today, Friday, Dan, that when we're recording this, Maryland, a long list of players opting out for the 2020 season, including their starting quarterback from last year, Josh Jackson, threw for nearly 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns in 2019. Now it looks like it's going to be Lance Lejean, the star of QB1, the Netflix series. So he will make his way, probably most likely the starter for the Terps. We got to see about Talia Tunga Viola if he comes and is able to play with some eligibility as well for Maryland. But even in the best of times, Ohio State rolls in that game. I mean, Maryland only had one win against Big Ten opponents last year. It was Rutgers. They won 48-7. to Maryland is on the up and up, too. I love what Mike Loxley is doing in College Park. He has some great recruiting classes coming for the next few years and even some talent on this roster. But you take the weird offseason, you take a long list of prominent players opting out and facing Ohio State regardless. I'm taking the Buckeyes every time. I'm going to, Charmin, I'm going to Target and buying a 12-pack of Charmin. I'm feeling so confident about Ohio State in that game. So let's move on to our second category, the wish we had fans for this game. What is that game for you, Dan? It's got to be Ohio State, Michigan. I yep. mean, I think, you know, that game just being such a, you know, su- such a, a rival game. I mean, you just think of having that game in front of a packed stadium. Uh, it, it's going to be weird seeing that game in front of a potentially empty stadium. You know, Ohio State would, would love to have, you know, 20% uh, fans in the stands for that game, but that's the maximum at this point. So uh, you just think of the, the rivalry game and all the pageantry that usually goes into that game. Uh, I think that's the one especially that the fans are going to be missed. Yeah, looking down when we'll get the aerial shot of the shoe and we don't see any fans in the stands or possibly just not as many, that will be very weird for the game. But, I mean, that would make things maybe a little interesting because the hoopla and the hype that goes into it, I think at times it's overwhelmed Michigan. So maybe if they can just focus on, hey, we're lining up against a team on a football field, maybe that goes in the Wolverines' favor because, as we know, they have not won in eight of their last tries against the Buckeyes. For me... And it's really not from an Ohio State perspective here for the Wish We Had fan games is the two weeks later on the road in Happy Valley at Penn State. Because I could just picture it now, speaking of aerial drone shots over the stadium, the whiteout at night in Happy Valley would have been absolutely wonderful to see at Beaver Stadium. It would have been in prime time. We would have heard Chris Fowler's voice come on with some hollowed thing about here we are in the early parts of November. We're not going to get that. But I think it's a benefit to Ohio State because they have struggled, I guess. They're 2-1 and one in their last three trips to Happy Valley. But those games, even the two wins they had, were close one-point victory for the Buckeyes and a win by a touchdown, but in double overtime. So, they, you know, the atmosphere in Beaver Stadium is always ominous, always very tough for an opposing team to come in and play. So I think not having fans in the stands for that game, as we know we will not with Penn State this year, is a benefit to Ohio State, but just from a Big Ten football fan perspective, that would have been a lot of fun to see. So isn't this fun, this conversation with Dan Hope, looking at Ohio State's matchup, talking about the game? Yeah, it's always good to remember the good times. So Dan and I roll on, and we get his record prediction for the Ohio State Buckeyes if we play in 2020. No, I'm not even going to say if. We're just going to get that record prediction. That's what we're going to focus on. The record prediction in 2020 for Ohio State with Dan Hope coming up next. Let me get your thoughts real quick, Dan, on that big game, because really that's probably the game that decides who wins the Big Ten East. And if Ohio State wants to stay perfect on the season, what do you like in that matchup against the Nittany Lions? Yeah, well, I don't remember the exact category name. That was going to be my pick for the next one for the game. that. That's uh, how we do it. That's a pro's pro right there. We just transition into it, Dan. I love it. 
Yep, that because I you think if you look at the Big Ten, especially the past you know three to four years, that has been the game that has decided the Big Ten East. You know, with Michigan, you know, not quite being able to get to that level, uh, we've seen it. That Ohio State Penn State game, that's really been the pivotal game, I and mean, the winner of that game has won the conference four years in a row now. So to me, that's the game that I circle in early November. Uh, you know, I would expect you know, playing a Big Ten schedule, and there's a chance both those teams go into that game undefeated. I'd be surprised if either of them have more than one loss going into that game. So right. I think that's going to be that game you look at. But that game is there's a very good chance that game is going to decide who wins the Big Ten. And I agree with you. I think not having those whiteout conditions uh, does benefit Ohio State because, I mean, I, I've been there. It's, it's a hostile place to play. It's, I, I, I'm with you. I wish there were going to be fans there because uh, it, it's such a cool environment. Uh, to to partake in, but it's not going to be the same. But I do think from a football perspective, it probably helps the Buckeyes. Even as an Ohio State reporter covering the Buckeyes, you're wearing your credential. Do you get any slack from Penn State fans if they could sniff it on you that you're not for the Nittany Lions? You do occasionally. I think Penn State and Michigan are the two, but if they they think you're, you know, an Ohio State fan or – somehow affiliated to Ohio State in any way, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll give you some crap if they see you. I mean, regardless of the conference-only schedule, that game was going to decide the Big Ten East for whatever it may be. And I thought both teams would come into that originally scheduled game undefeated. I think it's going to be the same now as we get to November 7th, hoping we get to November 7th. But my must-win category, Dan, is the final game of the regular season, Saturday, November 21st, hosting the Iowa Hawkeyes. Because as I've kind of hinted to, I think Ohio State does get Penn State, and I think they will be unbeaten in that final game against Iowa. The last time these two teams played, now three years ago almost, in 2017, Iowa got the better of Ohio State 55-24. I'm sure Buckeye fans remember that game very, very closely. I don't think Iowa is up to the caliber of Ohio State. I don't even think Iowa's up to where they've been the last couple of years, and I think a big reason for that is their new starting quarterback coming in, Spencer Petras. Obviously, Nate Stanley felt like he was in Iowa City for 12 years. So anytime you're replacing somebody like that, I think it has to grow and evolve to get to the point where you're comfortable in that system. But I think because it's the final game for both these teams, he might be, Spencer Petras, that is, might be a little bit more comfortable and work into that role as their starting quarterback. So it could be a chance for Iowa to nab Ohio State there and to end their year with a huge upset and just dismantle all of Ohio State's hopes for the postseason if we get to that point. I do say that it's a must win for Ohio State, and I still would probably be like 80% confident they get that win regardless of the time of the year. So I'm still leaning the Buckeyes, but you got to pick categories. It's hard to find some of these for Ohio State. So that gets us to our fourth and final category, Dan, the can't-lose trap game for Ohio State. Who do you see that opponent potentially being for Ryan Day and company in 2020? Well, to be honest, this one, I started thinking about it yesterday, and it's gotten harder to answer ever since because yeah. – you look at, oh, Purdue, that's been a trap game for Ohio State in the past. Then Rondale Moore opts out, and suddenly that game looks less dangerous. Maryland was a game I was looking at because it's right sandwiched between those Michigan and Penn State games. You think maybe Ohio State's going to be overlooking them, but then you know Maryland loses half their starting offense. That one becomes a harder sell. So you look at it, I mean, it's hard to pick one game and think, man, this team is really a big sleeper to knock off Ohio State. But right. you, you got to know that this is going to be a weird season. And, it, you know, it, you're probably not going to have your best stuff every week. So I'm going to save a Michigan State game uh, on October 17 because it's right before Michigan. Yep. We've seen it before. We saw it at Maryland two years ago. But sometimes that game the week before Michigan, sometimes Ohio State's not quite at its best because I think they're already starting to think ahead to that next week's game. 
Maybe you overlooked Michigan State a little bit this year uh, with a first-year head coach, but that's a team that has, has been a foreign Ohio State side uh, going up there to play them on the road in the middle of a five-week stretch of a season. I don't think Ohio State will lose that game, but I'll, I'm going to go with that one as maybe a quietly dangerous game. Yeah, just like you, I was going to pick that Purdue game until late yesterday afternoon on Thursday of this past week. This show will come out Monday, so these fans will know it. When Rondell Moore opted out for Purdue, that was tough. And, I mean, you mentioned it. Ohio State has gone on the road and struggled at West Lafayette. It's not going to be the same this year, and losing Rondell Moore is a big key of that. So, for me, like you, it was kind of tough to pick one of these games. I don't really know if there is many can't-lose trap games on Ohio State's schedule. I was also thinking Michigan State because of where it falls in the schedule right before that huge V game against Michigan. I also maybe thought Indiana because of where it falls in the schedule right before a bye week. They might have their sights set on the later part of that season. Like you mentioned, September, not very tough for Ohio State as it's slated right now. But then that backstretch of their final six games of the year is really where they're going to make their money. So for me, I'm going to lean Indiana, and I'm very high on this Hoosiers team. At least I was before the conference-only schedule because I thought they could be going for eight wins in back-to-back seasons for the first time since the 80s. Now it's going to be very tough, obviously only 10 games to start with. But I don't know if you've seen really, Dan, Indiana's first six games is an absolute gauntlet, and Ohio State is the fourth team in that absolute gauntlet. The only chance I really give IU to maybe have some confidence leading into that game against the Buckeyes is the third of those four games is against Illinois. And I think that is Indiana's best shot to get a win in their first six games. So if they can get that win against the Fighting Illini, they sit at one and two, maybe they're thinking, all right, we have some confidence. This is the team we can be. Let's go try to get Ohio State. I don't think it happens. But again, we had to find some trap game somewhere in there. It's difficult for an Ohio State team that is the cream of the crop of the Big Ten. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, 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 you look at it, if, if you were, you know, setting lines for these games right now, Ohio State is going to be favored to win every single one of these games on paper. So to me, you know, you go into a season like this and you say, okay, is Ohio State going to beat itself? Because that's what we've seen in the past, you know, at Purdue, at Iowa. If Ohio State plays at its best, it should go 10-0 on this schedule. But they're not necessarily going to play at its best for every week for 10 games. And if you're any one of these other teams, you're just hoping you catch the Buckeyes on the week that they are not at their best. And I think you brought up a great point just a few minutes ago, too. This is going to be a crazy wild season. And there is going to be things outside of the football X's and O's that develop and come up in any kind of matchup you're going to face due to the COVID-19 pandemic that might change things just completely and turn it on its head. So we don't exactly know. They could get to a point in October where if they have some positive tests on their team and then you look at a team like Nebraska who knows so there's a lot of things that could happen that will go outside of the football field that will impact this 2020 season so Dan you teased it a little bit right there your overall record prediction for Ohio State in 2020 is what I'm gonna go 10 and 0 if if it feels bold especially in a weird season like this but again that's assuming you know you know, you have Justin Fields. It's assuming you don't have some major outbreak, something major that derails your season. But it's just hard to pick any game on paper and say Ohio State should lose this game. I mean, it, it just isn't there. You know, I mean, certainly, you know, Michigan game, Penn State game, you know, those are two games. You, you, you're never going to rule anything out in those games. Uh, and there's always the possibility of, you know, an unexpected trap game loss. But there just isn't one game that I can look at and say I'm going to pick Ohio State to lose this one. You talked about if you were setting gambling lines for Ohio State looking at the schedule right now. 
I think the only game that's not double figures is maybe the Penn State game, but I would yeah. think Ohio State's at least a two-score favorite in every other game this year, and I completely agree with you. As crazy as it is to say, yeah, without a doubt, they're going 10-0, and I think this Ohio State team, if they can keep their talent and everything goes according to their plan, the Buckeyes will be 10-0 and at the end of the regular season. So, Dan, as you mentioned, this is going to be a crazy 2020. You are in Columbus, Ohio. What is the vibe around the Buckeye football program? Yeah, you know, I, I think they're ready to go. You know, I think the, the, the thing that we've heard all week from the Buckeyes is they want to play and they, they feel good about what Ohio State is doing. Uh, you know, the captains talked to media on Tuesday. Actually, just before we recorded, uh, some of the captains came out and put out a statement on Twitter on Friday, uh, basically commending Ohio State for uh, doing everything they need to do to, to, to take care of a player's safety. So I don't think a big opt-out wave is coming at Ohio State. I don't rule it out because things can change really quick here. But the vibe I get right now is that everybody wants to play. And, and I think, you know, this is a team that thinks it can win a national championship. And that's why they all want to play because there's a lot of incentive for this team to play for. You know, they're still upset about the way last season ended against Clemson. And right. I think they really want another shot to go after a title. So I think this is a really motivated team. Unfortunately, there's so much out of a team's control that, you know, you just kind of have to hope that we're actually going to get to see what this team can do. But I, I, I think there's a ton of optimism within the program, and they feel like as long as they get to play, they have the chance to be something special this year. Dan, I appreciate that optimism because we're going to hold on to it as long as we possibly can until they pull the plug. But until that point, if we get to that point, we're going to stay optimistic and hopeful for a 2020 season. So I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Dan. That was fantastic. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Thanks for having me. So many thanks again to Dan Hope for coming on today's episode, breaking down all things Buckeyes. It was a fun conversation for me to have. I know Dan had a good time. I hope you had a good time listening as well, even if you're a Michigan Wolverine fan. And give Dan a follow on Twitter at Dan underscore Hope. Hope is a great last name for Dan right now because we need a little bit of hope in these trying times for college football. And again, 11 Warriors covering everything you need to know Ohio State Athletics at the top, the premier of the internet. So thanks very much again to Dan Hope for coming on today's show. So listen, I'm recording this right now. It's 10.31 p.m. Eastern time, Sunday, August 9th. This show comes out in just a few hours on Monday, August 10th. As you listen to it on Monday, August 10th, in the morning hours or in the afternoon, I hope this is not outdated. I hope at least there is still a college football season and we can move on to Penn State on Wednesday's episode and break down their conference-only schedule with my good pal Kevin McGuire. But if that's not the case, again, we will react in the moment. There's a lot of speculation going on right now and those conversations need to be had. Absolutely. But for our purposes here, if it is over, and if it is done, that being the college football season, we will react then. Because at the end of the day, like I said, we can get mad, we can point fingers, we can look in the past, we can look to the future. Those conversations will be had, and they will continue to be had even in the present. But for our purposes here on the Locked On Big Ten show, until that final moment is there, we move forward. And we keep going for as long as we possibly can. So until we talk on Wednesday, I hope there's still a college football season to be talking about. But if not, We'll discuss it then. Have a splendid couple of days.